It's time for the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. This is the show for all you recruitment marketing rebels out there who are done with posting, prey, and recruitment funnels. Are you ready to bring real change to talent acquisition? Come for the voice of the candidate and stay for the snark. It's time for real talk from the front lines of the talent revolution with your hosts, Alin Bailey and Tracy Parsons. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. This is our second cocktail hour. I am very excited today. We have Ben Glidhill. Glidhill I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Ben. You're going to have to fix me in a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's already laughing at me. Like For those of you who are just joining us, this is, this is not Ben and Tracy and I just joining each other. We have had a podcast nightmare trying to get ourselves all able to record together. The cat has turned on my voicemail um, in the middle of this. We kept losing Ben. Um, then we then Tracy couldn't figure out how to work our headset. It was just a disaster. But we're all together now. And so we're going to talk and we're very excited. We are a couple of drinks in because it is cocktail hour. Um, and we're going to get going. Today we have some very interesting stuff to talk about. But before we do that, we're going to introduce each other. I'm going to start by letting you all know that I'm Lynn. Um, and um, today for cocktail hour, I am enjoying some Glühwein um, because it is the holiday season and I am um, missing the Weihnachtsmarts in, um, in Germany. And I'm imagining I'm having some Glühwein with maybe some nice gingerbread or a roetwurst while I um, sit and, uh, and adore the Christmas lights in, in a quaint little German village someplace. Um, Tracy, how are you? Thank you for hanging in there with us. You bet. Um, I'm this Tracy Parsons, and uh, my drink of like today, unlike Alin in her wonderful snowfallen Christmas village in Germany, I would prefer to be on the beach in the Caribbean somewhere, um, enjoying a lovely, um, probably a rum runner would be what I would drink today. But since I am in rainy, cold Columbus, Ohio. I'm just going to crack open a beer and uh, we have with us today. I'm so excited that we have with us today, Ben Gledhill, um, which is our first official foray into going global here at the rebel cast. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, Ben and I have been stalking each other on Twitter, just kind of following each other and admiring each other's tweets from afar until one of us got the gumption to send the other one a direct message. So let's just jump on a phone call and get to know each other. So we did. And after the conversation, I was just thrilled to say, man, we got to have you on the rebel Rebelcast, you are straight up a recruitment marketing rebel. You're my cup of tea. And Ben, go ahead and tell <laughs> our listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, yes. So uh, hi, uh, hi, everyone. And obviously, thanks for uh, getting me on. Uh, my name is Ben or Glenn. Depends how you uh, you hear the name. Um, so I'm currently head of TA at Yodel over in the UK. Um, we deliver um, parcels across the um, across the UK and Northern Ireland. And um, I've been working in the TA space now since 2005 in one form or another, uh, whether it be retcon, um, internal or RPO. Um, and I guess probably for the past kind of four or five years I've started to really kind of geek out on various topics in TA uh, noticeably um, things like candidate experience recruitment marketing um, employer branding uh, more recently tech um, and my kind of head 
in the, the mood I'm in today, drinking my, um, clearly I'm not drinking, but drinking my Mount Gay Rum Eclipse um, from my beach in Barbados, uh, listening to a bit of Eclipse on music. Um, I just think that it's a really interesting time for TA um, as a whole. So I think we're a little bit of a crossroads in terms of, you know, it's 2019 or actually it's 2020 next year. Do we yeah. continue? Do we continue to do what we've done since? the dawn of civilization, which is not great, or do we finally crack on and say, right, we're going to do some cool stuff. We're going to put candidates at the center of uh, what we do. We're going to, you know, really listen to hiring managers. We're going to do all the stuff that we talk about in conference world and on, you know, Stageville. Um, so I think it's, uh, I think it's now or never, in my opinion. We need to, uh, we need to get cracking, don't we? I think. I just, I have to say, I loved how you said Stageville and I immediately had a picture of Whoville. <laughs> and all the who's uh, right because they're all yes. the who's standing up there okay sorry tracy i stepped right over you go no you're good and i think that ben you're leading off brilliantly into what we wanted to talk about uh today on the rebel cast is we wanted to go in and talk a little bit about a recruitment marketing ta employer brand candidate experience you know holiday wish list so i'm going to open it up to you guys what what would you like for, you know, the elves to bring you from a recruitment marketing field? What do you want from the elves? <laughs> what do I want from the elves? Well, do you know what? Because I'm I'm the guest, I'm going to let um, – I'll go second, so I'll let one of you two ladies go first. Oh, that's always a dangerous move. <laughs> you know, we, or we can get – okay, I'll go because I wrote a list today, Tracy. Because I said on my holiday wish list. Okay, but I but I will tell you as I start to write my holiday wish list for talent acquisition and recruitment marketing, I I, I ended up going deep. So oh. you know there should be some music playing in the background as I say this. My wish. Oh, so very, good. Thank you. <laughs> very good. My wish for all of us in talent acquisition is that we take a step back and find meaning in our work that Whoa. we realize white right deep Whoa. that we because right we get so sucked up in the how the metrics the indicators the volume the technology that sometimes i'm not saying we do this on purpose but sometimes we all forget why we're doing this shit in the first place, right? Which mm -hmm. for me, I, I mean, I will speak for myself and I'm sure everybody has their own reasoning for it. But for me, one of the reasons I love that I found a home in the, in the talent acquisition space was I realized it was a place to have meaning, to be able to realize that you could provide a connection for people when they needed it most in their lives to connect to to meaning and value the thing that we produce that our ability to provide value to the world through our work um to have opportunities that are leveraging who we are and um and and help us be able to express to the world something is really really important and we get to do that in ta i mean that's what all this is about in my mind mm. it's about how to do that and i think my wish list for us all is to reconnect with why do we do this in the first place I like that. That is deep, though, That's, but I do like it. It really is. It really is, Ellen. That was, that Sorry. was, um, and it was lovely. Like it was, there was this lovely component to it. It's just like, I wish that we would all find the meaning because you're right. 
what we do, and I tell this to people all the time, like I've marketed consumer products. I've, I've marketed loyalty programs to people. I've wanted them to buy one more frozen dinner or, or get one more cup of coffee. And there is nothing more emotionally engaging to me than helping people find their purpose or find mm-hmm. their livelihood. And Ben, you work with a lot of, of blue collar work. So it's not, it's not really as purposeful, but it is purposeful because this is, this is helping people pay their bills. It's helping them provide education for their children. It's what we do that I find so powerful that I could never, ever go back to the consumer side of the house. Massively. So, I've, I, I, as, as you was uh, speaking, I was having a think, and I, I, I've got a, I've got a nickel wish list. Not, not a massive one, just a, a nickel one, as we say. So, I'm probably going to start off with definitely kind of mirroring what you've said, but I think we we probably need to even take it a little bit more kind of direct and purposeful in terms of, you know. I, apart from kind of doctors, and obviously I'm not saying that TA is anything like being a doctor or working in the medical kind of sector or anything like that, but we have a huge impact on people's lives. And I really realized that when I came to work at Yodel. Um, and a lot of the kind of cool stuff that we've done here with technology and chatbots and kind of experience and all that kind of that, that, that cool stuff that I can happily go into is we've wanted to stop talking about process and move into experience. Um, mm. And I think that, you know, and I, it's, it's funny because I think I heard it on one of your earlier podcasts when you were speaking about candidate, um, well, the, the candidate uh, consumer experience with candidate experience. I totally, totally agree. We are light years away. We, we need to be a Doctor Who to get in a TARDIS to go to a time when TA mm-hmm. finally gives people a consumer level experience. So, Going back to what I kind of said in my intro, when I kind of said, you know, stop messing about, stop, we need to start actually doing and living up to our promises. So, for example, when we look at things like candidate experience, for me, it is, it's an ecosystem. It's not one, it's it's not one thing. You know, hiring capability, it has a massive impact on what we do. If we look at technology, you know, are we buying things because we've seen it at Unleash or we've seen it at HR Tech World or whatever the event, you know, are we doing everything for us or are we doing it for the, the candidate and i don't think we're doing things for the candidate um so if i take things like um ai even though ai doesn't exist and things like video interviewing we're coming up with all these cool ai facial recognition interviewing da, 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 all these kind of things that you know we, we all see on the likes of um ar and all the rest of it but are we equipping our candidates to succeed or fail with this kinds of stuff? So I'm absolutely behind what you're saying, but I think I take it a little bit kind of further into a more kind of strategic kind of T element in terms of, you know, can we just get real in terms of, you know, are we thinking of the candidate when we create our strategy, when we create our plans or whatever, can we put that person um, at the forefront of our thinking? Um, and I think when we start to do that, you know, we might start winning the battle because personally, at the moment, I still think we're miles away. Yeah. Um, without being too negative, I think we're yeah we're a little bit far away from where we need to be. I love that. You know, it's something you said there. You probably it's just like speaks to to my heart. The, that moving from process or the way I talk about it is is transaction to thinking about people and our relationship with people and and that whole piece that whole move mm. away from from that space is so important. 
And yeah. it, it's massive as well because I, I kind of, you know, w- without getting into uh, any kind of politics, because at the moment I just switch the TV off as soon as I hear the word politics. I, <laughs> I, I, as soon as I hear, <laughs> as, as, as soon as I hear the words, it, it, TV's off. You know, there's that much mess in the world. We do not need to add to it. So I'd like to think that even, you know, no one likes applying for a job. They just don't because it's one of those things where you get nervous, you get anxious, you're like, oh, oh my God, they're going to do this, going to look at my Facebook and they're going to like go through LinkedIn and everything that I've done. So if we can take a little bit of the pain away from finding out about jobs, finding out who we are, finding out how to apply, applying itself, being assessed, onboarding, all these things that we talk about. If we can properly create those into mini experiences that people walk away feeling happy about. Um, I don't know about you guys, but that that, that, that is my job because I was clearly put on this planet by whoever looks after the big gig to work in TA. Um, I've always wanted a, um, a llama farm, but anyway, that, that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, th- this is what I'm here to do. So if we can properly start to look at ha- how do we, whether it's a delivery driver or whether it's a chief marketing officer, how can we make people feel the magic? So I don't know about you, but, you know, I can remember my first ever placement when I was a recruitment consultant. Uh, she was an IT trainer. I placed her at a company in Manchester. And the buzz I got from hearing her say, oh my God, thank you so much for getting me this job. And da, 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 da. I think we forget about that sometimes. Um, so I think we need I think we need a little bit of a, a bit of fairy dust. We'll call it fairy dust. TA needs a little bit of fairy dust. Um, oh don't get God. me wrong. It's I still love that. It still has to be commercial. It still has to be strategic. We still need to influence people, i.e. chief execs, C-suites, shareholders, but we still need a bit of the fairy dust. And I think if we can do that, everyone's a winner. In my opinion. So, that's beautiful. I want fairy dust. Uh, I'm a big <laughs> believer in magic because you're bleeding into one of the things on my wish list. And I, for my, my wish list, I would like for the elves to bring me um, the, the realization that we need talent as much as they need us, mm. right? That that it's not it's not a they need us more than them. They don't. We need each other, mm. right? They're, they're the next hire could be the person that takes your valuation from X to Y. Your next hire could get your parcels delivered faster, which makes a customer happier. That next hire could be a game changer for your company. We need them as much as they need us. Mm. Right. They need us for their for their pay and for their next great career challenge and for their next great achievement. But we need them. And so what I want from the elves is a much more egalitarian approach to how we do things. We design all of these processes and systems to be to our benefit, not Mm. to theirs. No. Right. So that's what I want the elves to bring me this year. I want the elves to bring me an approach to hiring that is 100% egalitarian. Mm. And it's quite scary that it's what, 2019, you know, Elon Musk has created a van that you can smash the window and we've all got these cool, cool bits and pieces happening, but yet we don't feedback to candidates still. And you just think, why do you think that candidates have started to ghost organizations? Why right. do you think that candidates... We taught them how. Yeah, you know, why, 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 why do you think candidates 
why do you think candidates don't apply for our jobs? Because we create 10 job adverts for the same job over three months. It's like we've, so it's, it's almost like we've, we've created, and candidates listening, I'm not calling you a gremlin, but we've almost created gremlins in the matrix in terms of a lot of the candidate bad habits that recruiters moan about. We've kind of created uh-huh. them ourselves. Uh-huh. Bingo. See, I look at it as a huge bit after school special moment. Like I learned it from you, Dad. Well, it's it, it's it, it's true. I mean, I I, I mean, I, I remember years and years ago. Um, you know, hearing that. Um, I, I don't know where she'd apply, but um, a candidate um, who was a, a personal friend um, told me, oh, yeah, I, I saw this amazing job at the weekend um, and I applied for it and I got a call from a recruiter and she said, oh, my God, you fit what we're looking for perfectly. Um, however, um, we're going to put you in a talent pool. We will not contact you for six months. And when we have a job, we will contact you. Oh, no. Right. Okay. Ah, right. And it, it's Goodbye. one of those things whereby... <laughs> You, you, you can clearly tell the good intentions were there because that's clearly some form of community or nurturing or building relationships. But it's just one of those things like, can we, let, let's, you know, ra- you know, how nice would it have been? Do you know what, Tracy, we've seen your profile. You fit exactly what we're looking for. We would love to keep in contact with you. And in the meantime, we're going to send you cool content. We're going to send you things that we think you'll be interested in. And then when the right opportunity comes about, We'd love to have a proper conversation with you. And it's just, it's just, yeah, let, let, let's just kind of, you know, move to that way of thinking. It's um, about is thinking. so low, you guys. Go ahead. <laughs> right, right. No, no, but think about this. Think about what you just said, Ben, right? So if you think about it, it's all in tone, right? Mm. So remember, right, the, the candidates are sitting on the other side, and what they're hearing is a message uh, that, that basically says, don't call us, we'll call you. Right. Mm. And what we've got to do is change the message around to say, you don't have to worry about calling us because we see you. We know you. We We value you. And we're going to come and find you when 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 the time Mm. is right, because we're connected to you. It's the Mm. same. It's it's about saying, listen, it's not your responsibility to have to figure out where you match to everything. We understand we're we're paying enough attention to you to understand where you match, and you can rest assured we're paying enough attention that we're going to come find you when we need to. And what about a magic moment when somebody actually gets called after being in a talent community, where somebody calls them up and says, "Hey, you are in our talent community, and we've been paying attention to you for the last mm. two years." And we have been watching. We know you're interested in X, Y, and Z. And that's what we now have this right opportunity where your skills fit our needs. What a moment would that be? Can you imagine if anybody ever got that phone call? The first candidate who ever... The first candidate who ever gets that phone call will change the game for the rest of us forever. Massively, because... That's that's It'll just be building. It'll just be building the bridge. And then she'll go and tell people... Other companies will do it, and it'll just be like we finally got candidates back. Because um, I think what one thing that I also is on my uh, so that's that's so I guess point one is fairy dust. Let's just bring a little bit of love, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of magic back, um, and even some Marvin Gaye in the background. Who knows? We can we, we can we can we can look at that later. We can all get along. Yeah, exactly. I think, num- I think number two, which kind of forms the next one, is um, whether we call it HR tech, TA tech, whatever it is, um, dear vendors, I'm a lonely TA practitioner. 
And rather than you just selling your solutions, I'd love to hear. I'd love for you to ask me about my problems. <laughs> love, a lonely head of TA, signed Ben. I would love then, because I think this is what's going to separate vendors in the future between good ones and mediocre ones. Um, I know they swore them, but my mum might be listening. Um, you know, oh, my I'd God, love, Ben. I would love a vendor just to pick up the phone and just say, do you know what? Um, you don't need to hear about our products because they're just on the website. But we have creativity. We have developers. We have a CTO. We have all these kind of cool um, people working for us. What are your problems and how can we help you? Because I just love more of a consultative approach from vendors in terms of, yeah, I'm sure your product is amazing and I'm sure that you've just got your Series C funding, but I'd love you just to ask me what my problems are so we can maybe work together and work developing a product ourselves maybe, a little bit of love from from that angle. Ben, Ben, oh my God, he just, Ben, every every moment you speak closer and closer to my heart. I swear I'm going to have to leave my husband. Okay, you're absolutely right. How many times, Tracy, have you heard me talk about this? At the end of the day, these vendors, I mean, and I'm going to call you these vendors, all of you out there who are listening, because I know a few of you are, listen, you have a whole bunch of people who are good at building stuff, who have built Frankenstein systems and capabilities based on usage models that have nothing to do with the real world in many cases. Quit telling me how to use your product and start Mm. doing what Ben just said. Ask us what we need and we'll tell you how Mm. we can use your product to do it. It, it, If I walk through that HR tech one more time and go booth to booth and listen to somebody spiel about how they're going to solve my problems when they don't even know who the hell I am, I'm gonna lose my mind. I know, I know, and it's um, it's 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 a tough one because look, I've 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 never been a vendor, and I probably never will. And like us, they have bills to pay, they've got salaries to find, they've got to keep in front of all the rest of it. But I, I I've got probably, and I won't mention names because you know it's a little bit mean. But I've got a list of about five to ten vendors that I probably use maybe three or four of their products the rest I just speak to them on on an ad hoc basis and I love it when they'll say you know hey Gladys or hey Ben um, we're we're launching this new product what do you think how do you think it'll land because it's like oh my god you're appreciating that actually I will be I might be using this um you know, and it's like um, the, you know the, the people that developed our um, our chatbots on our onboarding platform meet and engage. You know, hi Ali, hi Graham. You know, they're the same. It's very collaborative. It's very kind of you know what you think about this, what you think about that. And don't get me wrong, when you're designing an enterprise platform, you know, it, it's a it's an absolute mammoth or you know kind of uh, Goliath size kind of creature and beast. But there's still nothing wrong with actually just getting maybe 10 or 20, maybe 30 leading yes. practitioners saying, look, this is what we're thinking of building in 12 months. Will it crash or will it fly? You tell us. Right, right. And, that's and, and our you know, model, Ben. I mean, that's all we do when we do product development over here. It's I, I have my network and I run it by people and we show them little prototypes and they're like, no, that's not going to work or that's going to work. And we listen. Right. Because if we can't solve the problem, it's not going to be useful. And mm. we're here to like the people on this call are here to solve the freaking problem. Mm. No, no, right. massively. All right. Well, and and I'm going to say something that I know. So leave it to me to say something that's slightly that may be slightly controversial. But I think this is only made more important by the fact that there is a slew of vendors, and these are well-named vendors who don't have 
actual practitioners or people who have been practitioners even yeah. inside their development holes, right? Mm. So it's not that they're just building use cases um, based on some former great insight or their own experiences. They're really just sitting in a conference room saying, what if, right? Mm-hmm. And so they, mm-hmm. if they don't have the voice inside, they need to get it outside. And even if they have the voice inside, the, the world is changing so fast. You need to stay connected. You know, yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah. It fits into... I had um, I had tech vendors who know their business, um, but I also had a second piece that connects to the two pieces. Ben is my second wish, which was tech. I think technology is awesome, and I want more of it, right? But what I would love is that we all start to think about technology and how it enables us to do what we really need to do, which is to build those connections and to understand people and to have time mm. and freedom to build those relationships and those insights. I am I am scared. I'm a little scared because what I feel like is this great dawning of talent acquisition technology that's that's underway. Um, over the last year or so, I started to see a bigger and bigger shift towards HR and IT departments seeing this as a great opportunity to create efficiencies and cost savings mm-hmm. yeah. rather than understanding that these technologies, yes, they do create efficiencies. There may be some cost savings, but the value proposition is really in how they allow us on scale to connect to people. Mm. Um, and and you can't, um, I may have to, I, I don't replace the people in TA. I reframe what those people need to be doing and what skills mm, yes. they need to have. Um, but th- this is a symbiotic relationship. So my wish list is, is that we start to move to this space where we truly understand technology is going to enable um, Mm. and think about how it's going to enable our ability to connect and to build these relationships and and to have these opportunities. And tech vendors, if you want to understand how to do that, just like Ben said, you have to start talking to us on the ground about what what problems we're really trying to solve, Mm. right? Massively. So I I I, I um God, I just for a split second I could just taste I'm I'm getting that much into the persona I could taste rum then let's get back to the call um <laughs> I'm I'm, so I'm I'm sliding I'm sliding into my deck chair as we speak no I I think it's interesting one so I know when I kind of um, last year when I was like right guys we might start using uh, chatbots um, to help us with our um, um, awareness and what job do I want this is what I'm looking for what job have you got pro uh, kind of bit of the the process and the pre-screening um, and everyone was like oh my god does that mean we can do this no 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 not at all one of one of my kind of main and this is kind of, this will cover that question and this will cover my next tick as well so I get really really fed up when um, I hear um, TA teams say we haven't got enough time we can't do that. Mm. My, my, my recruiters are too busy. If your recruiters are too busy, odds on chances that they're doing too much admin. Now, for me, admin can be replaced. Admin for me can get in the sea, automate it, build a system, do what you need to do to free up your team speaking to human beings because the last time i looked that is what a recruiter does whether it's a saucer a recruiter whatever we kind of call ourselves on that specific day of the week so i think for me tech 
can be human and it can be um, experience based. However, um, it needs to be leveraged doing the right things at the right time. So, for example, um, I'll, often, I'll often get asked, what's the one of the greatest bits of tech that I can get to improve my candidate comms or relationships? And I'll say, uh, it'll, you can get about 10,000 a year and it'll cost you about 100 quid, which is about $110 in US. And they're like, oh, what's that? Text messaging. Text messaging is so underrated, it's untrue because you can literally communicate with candidates as and when you want. And that's a great example of whereby we've kind of made hiring more human in terms of your hearing offers more but we've automated it in terms of we haven't always got the time to speak to you. However, we'll drop you just a quick text message to let you know that we're chasing feedback. We're going to book you in or whatever. So I think for me, automation, machine learning, all these kind of bits of technology that we all see on Twitter and everyone kind of says, yay, we're going to, yay, we've got a robot that interviews people. Whoopie do. <laughs> um, you know, it drives me insane. You know, it's not about taking time away. It's not about making efficiencies in your recruitment team. It's about making efficiencies of how you speak to candidates, i.e. you can speak to them more, you've got more touch points, you can get more people, more quality people through, um, through whatever steps you need to take. But it is freeing up your recruiters to either speak to candidates more or speak to hiring managers more. And I think once people fully get that you will lose the fear and the hype but i think at the moment as soon as you mention the word automated video interviewing or chatbots or any other kind of uh, intelligent automation people will get scared because there's yeah there's this whole we're all going to end up like neo and morpheus on the matrix and we're going to get plugged in and there's going to be banks of us just in bubbles of um Glue part, yeah, goo, um, and that, 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 that's that, that's what we've done here. You know, I mean, we we on average we get a thousand applications per week. Um, at peak, we get about four thousand. No, we in, in normal time we get a thousand a month. In peak, we get about four thousand a week. How can we pre-screen those candidates? We can't, can we? So using a chat bot, we can not only every single person gets an outcome i.e. we'd love to see you or sadly you know you've got too many points on your driving license or you're a little bit too much out of our the, the area that we're to deliver um, but they can pre-screen when themselves and if you look mm -hmm. at the data and th this is where i get i turn into a little bit of a geek more people pre-screen themselves out of office hours that's right right I, Think, so, think about it this way. The, the biggest thing that we do today, right, is we ask people through looking at the static job description to figure out if they match to us, right, which created all of these bad behaviors, which we talked about in the beginning, like I'm going to apply to 50 different jobs because I don't know which one actually fits for me and et cetera. The opportunity to use something like a chatbot to actually create pre-screening conversations, allow somebody to get enough information to realize I'm not interested in this. They're not yeah, being correct. told no. What they're doing is saying, no, thank you. This isn't <laughs> right? yeah. me. Massively, massively. And that and it's you know, and you know, and this isn't about um, you know, this isn't about oh yeah, but it's volume and it's blue collar and all the rest of it. No, 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 not mm -mm. at all. No. You know, this is it's we know people. that you, 
it is. You probably have three or four applications um, on at one time because it is quite competitive and it is quite kind of, you know, um, fast paced like that way. But what we're saying is, you know what? We know you have a busy life. We know that you probably haven't got time to speak to us in the day. So guess what? Here's a link. Here's our chatbot. Speak to her when you want. Complete it. And if you pass the essentials that we need, you can book yourself on for an interview and we'll see you in two or three days. And then guess what? That allows my recruiters to spend more time with them at the end of the process doing proper concierge stuff. What size boots are you? What size shirt are you? Just doing the real value-add stuff that makes human beings feel a little bit loved and a little bit appreciated. But yet again, I think have vendors got a part to play in that? Probably. I think they need to probably yeah. pull pull the barriers down a lot more and say, hey, we're not looking to introduce efficiencies and make you cut down your headcount. We're wanting to make the world a better place for recruiters, hiring managers, and more importantly, candidates. Well, right there, I'm going to – I that felt like the ender. Like that. that's exactly what I think we all want, right? We want a better place for hiring managers, recruiters, and talent. That's the thing. There's a common thread to all of our wishes, right? And that was it. So when I think about going into the holiday season and I think about all the things that we could that we could expect to give and to get, that's where we should focus. That was so much fun. I am so excited. I got a chance to sit down and chat with Ben Glidhow. I think he has so many interesting things to offer. I cannot tell you, Tracy, how awesome that was that you brought him in um, for our second official cocktail hour on the RM Rebelcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed the conversation as well. I have to tell you, any conversation where you can be talking about TA dreams in combination with fairy dust, elves, magic, Come on. And Dr. Who's TARDIS. It's, it's like the best conversation ever. So I hope you enjoyed it. I want to know what your 2020 dreams are. Why don't you go ahead and Twitter us? You can reach me at Ellen Bailey. You can reach Tracy at T Parsons. Or you know what? If you haven't done it already, you need to get right on right now and start following Ben Glidhill at RecruiterGuyNW. That's Ben Glidhill at Recruiter Guy NW. So awesome to meet him. Can't wait to, wait to meet him in person. We're going to definitely have him back for some more conversations. Hope everybody has a fabulous rest of your year. We have a very special episode planned for next week in preparation for the Star Wars opening. I can't give you much more than that, but I can tell you, you got to listen in if you want to talk about Star Wars, TA, and all those fascinating people that we meet every day. It's all going to be connected together. So have a fabulous rest of your week, everybody. Enjoy your holidays and the time with your family. It's a time where we should be having wishes of all the peace, love, and happiness we can have in the world. Bye for now.
how much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.